You're listening to the Quince podcast. Testing, vigorous testing is the key to defeating the pandemic. That was the World Health Organization's motto as half the globe was waiting in the dark when the coronavirus pandemic broke out in 2020. Yet a year later it seems that India's testing hasn't been able to keep up with the second wave of COVID. If in the first wave India managed to dramatically amplify its daily tests from some 38,000 tests in the beginning of June 2020 to at least 10 lakh daily tests by August 2020, comparatively in the second wave when the country has been adding 1 or 2 lakh cases daily we've conducted less than 20 lakh tests a day for the majority of april and may but insufficient testing might prove to have some serious ramifications firstly given that the majority of indian population remains unvaccinated there's but one way to keep the infection in check testing tracing and isolating secondly Even as the cases appear to be stabilizing in some parts of the country, recently the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare informed that the positivity rate in 382 out of the 741 districts in the country is still over 10%. What this high positivity rate could indicate according to experts is that either the number of tests that are coming back positive is too high or that the total tests being conducted is too low. Obviously nobody can tell how many people are covid positive exactly at a given time but a higher positivity rate means a higher transmission of the covid infection and if you're not testing enough we may not be able to detect new cases of community transmission so can we even get the full picture of what's happening in the country or be able to bring down the second surge successfully if we don't test sufficiently considering that epidemiologists are saying that newer waves are inevitable in what ways could india strengthen its testing strategy so that the infrastructure doesn't get overwhelmed in the coming waves my guests for this episode are professor nk ganguli who's the former director general of the icmr mr sarang deo professor of operations management at the indian school of business and the executive director of max institute of healthcare management Mr Deo's primary area of interest is healthcare operations and its impact on populations and we also have with us in this episode Manisha Bhinge who's the managing director of health initiative at the Rockefeller Foundation You're tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shorbri Most of us are all too familiar with how erratic testing became around the second wave of COVID. While the case load in the country increased exponentially from April onwards till the beginning of May, most of the testing centers got too overwhelmed with the number of tests being requested per day. In Delhi and Uttar Pradesh for instance, when the daily cases were reported to be higher than 20,000 cases, a lot of people were complaining that test results were getting delayed by 2 to 4 days. Booking it has also become one of the toughest tasks around that time. Then there were also reports of long queues outside government testing centers where people were lining up daily to secure a slot for testing. In certain cases, we also know that private labs even halted testing temporarily, citing a shortage in manpower to be able to keep up with the daily bookings. And all this was happening with the country's overall positivity rate was hovering somewhere around 20%, while at least 15 districts had a positivity rate of over 40%. Now given the state of infections in India the two top recommendations from experts are rapid vaccinations to protect the masses and to prevent possibilities of further mutations and ramped up testing but it seems we're lagging behind in both while several states in India have halted the vaccination drives because of an acute shortage of vaccine doses in the country 
COVID testing is also falling short. If you compare the scale of testing in the first and second waves, in the peak of the first wave between September and November 2020, we had a remarkable increase in daily testing. But in the second wave, when the number of positive cases has been almost three times more than what it was in the peak of the first wave, the number of daily tests did not increase proportionally. Professor Sarangdeo points out the difference in our scale of testing in the first and second waves with data and statistics that indicate a shortfall in our daily testing in the current wave. Well, the short answer is that uh, India is not testing enough uh, by any metric. If you look at the first wave, at the peak, India recorded roughly 1 lakh cases per day. Um, during that time, India was testing about uh, 10 lakhs per day. So that was about a positivity of 10%. Compare that with second wave around the peak, um, we had around 4 lakh cases per day. And the testing we were doing at that time was around 20 lakhs per day. So that's a positivity rate of around 20%. So if you compare these two numbers, uh, first wave and the second wave, the wave was four times as large in the second time as compared to the first time, uh, but we were able to ramp up testing only uh, to a magnitude of double from 10 lakhs to 20 lakhs. So yes, the testing increased from first wave to second wave, but nearly not as enough as uh, the number of cases increased across the two waves. Um, another way to look at this is um, what was testing before the second wave started and what we find there is India was testing about again similar 8 lakhs per day and at that time the cases were around uh, 25,000 per day uh, again positivity rate of around 3 to 4 percent so and this was just uh, at the end of March uh, around March so within a short period of time, the number of cases dramatically increased from 25,000 to 4 lakhs. Uh, but the tests again increased from around 8 lakhs to 20 lakhs. So this shows that, uh, yes, there is possibility of the testing capacity to increase, but uh, it is nearly not as much as the rapid increase in cases that one can see. Right now, as some COVID hotspots in the country, such as Mumbai and Delhi, are showing a decline in cases in the official data, the problems with test shortages in these cities are also starting to smoothen out. But on the other hand, reports are also indicating a surge in rural India now, which is all the more worrying because of how poor the health infrastructure and testing facilities are in India's villages. For one of our previous episodes, when we spoke to COVID volunteers who've been helping out patients in rural and peri-urban areas, they said that one of the biggest challenges on ground right now is a dearth of COVID tests in villages. If you've missed out that episode, you can check it out on our show notes. But the one question that is being asked repeatedly as we're faced with all kinds of shortages in the second wave is... Why couldn't the country prepare itself better even though it had a whole year to do so? Why have we not been able to scale up our testing in this wave as we managed in the first? In a press conference dated 11th May, ICMR Chief Dr. Balram Bhargava had informed that India had a daily capacity of conducting 16 lakh RT-PCR tests and 17 lakh rapid antigen tests, which means a total capacity of 33 lakh tests a day. But then why aren't we seeing as many tests being conducted on a daily basis? With the unprecedented spike in cases in this wave, have we been more focused on curative cares and implementing lockdowns to control numbers? Professor N.K. Ganguly, the former Director General of ICMR, says that although the country's testing capacity has increased, what India needs is smart testing. 
what's happening now he believes is that those with severe symptoms are seeking tests but a huge number of those with mild symptoms are nearly not testing enough listen in the one of the questions which is often asked that uh, if we have ramped up our testing enough for tackling this pandemic although the testing platforms and testing sites have increased appreciably but what we have to do is uh, testing smart what at the moment is happening that those who have symptoms they are seeking out testing sites and when they test positive they either get treated at home or they seek a hospital if the test the symptoms are severe this is only a tip of our iceberg huge number of those who have mild symptoms they know that they will get cured in their home and they don't get tested so what we actually when we get the numbers actual numbers are denoted by the hospitalization and the number of deaths which is happening around but this doesn't solve our problem Professor Ganguly also talks about how a well-planned testing and tracking method can help us rein in an upsurge of cases. The testing should do many more things. It should help in tracing and tracking, thereby identifying real hotspots, not only containment zones, and then doing mitigation. Testing and tracking should also be done in the environment. in the war in the sewages in the backwaters in the uh, environment around air conditioned spaces and take care of those issues and uh, use the data to create new mitigation method testing and tracking should also do a prediction and say that uh, how we are doing and how we will do from 5 years or 5 months or 1 year after this so will there be a wave will there not be a wave or we will be able to handle it testing and tracking also all testing also provides information about the use of vaccination in a smart way whether the vaccination is working or vaccination is not working it also provides us a means of surveillance it it, it identifies new areas where the infection is moving it also tells us that how what if you have a particular viral load or if you have other clinical um, symptoms with that what will be the possible outcome so testing is not just doing an rt pcr or or antigen testing or doing a income inefficient surveillance through antibody it needs doing them in a very smart fashion in a very planned way so that we reach almost the point of care and identify the super spreaders identify asymptomatic who are spreading the disease identify the changing pattern of the disease whether it is affecting the youth or whether it is affecting the children 
much before it starts doing that so that appropriate strategy could be identified sometimes these testing should be accompanied by testing for opportunistic infections also there are smart biomarkers which could be used for that recently the rockefeller foundation through arm in india case has created a white paper which tells us about some of these issues it also tells us that how the molecular virology or molecular epidemiology could help us in determining the future and how the bug moves from one geographic area to another and how it settles back into one geographic area and becomes endemic what's the meaning of that so one of the my suggestion is for everyone is that to really get access to that white paper and learn more out of that and use it appropriately in the control of this pandemic now currently india's positivity rate is at 14.64% and what the world health organization recommends is a positivity rate of 5% before easing restrictions but studying the positivity rate is the most dependable way to determine if a country is testing enough some say that a high rate of positivity suggests that the number of cases that are coming back positive is too high which could be because we are testing only those showing symptoms or only those who are the sickest and this is something professor ganguly also said and if that's what's happening it means that we are not being able to cast a wider net with our tests so what we're seeing in official data is only the peak of the iceberg as professor kanguli puts it although the good news is that in the past few days india's daily testing capacity has crossed 20 lakhs for successive days with the country even creating a record high of daily tests with 21.23 lakh tests being conducted on 22nd may going by a daily cases and positivity rate we asked professor deo how much should we be testing right now and this is what he said yes it's true that uh, india has scaled up its testing capacity and testing volume significantly up to almost 20 lakh tests per day uh, but you know the short answer is that it is still not sufficient now there are no objective metrics uh, to determine sufficiency but if you look at the peak of the second wave around the first week of may uh, when we were testing around 18 lakh um, uh, samples per day at that time the positivity rate was around 22 uh, and a half percent now the global benchmark or guideline given by who is a positivity rate of around 5% so that's a factor of 4 and a half so if we wanted at that time for the positivity rate to come down from 22.5% to about 5% we would have to test four and a half times the volume that we were testing at that time so going from 18 lakhs to about uh, 75 to 80 lakh tests per day that would have been the adequate volume um, at the peak of the second wave to bring the positivity rate down to 5% um how do you achieve that how do you increase that uh, scale well as i said earlier it can be a judicious combination of rapid antigen testing followed by rt pcr testing uh, i think the guidance of 70 30 70% for rt pcr and 30% for antigen testing is very broad and crude um that needs to be further qualified and fine tuned um to come up with an algorithm that will work in different 
settings such as rural urban um, large gatherings workplaces etc uh, and then the use of pool testing especially as the positivity rate starts to come down uh, one could use pool testing approaches to further scale up testing um, of course new technologies um, such as crispr based technologies that don't use rt pcr but can use conventional pcr machines which are installed in countries private labs uh, at large scale could further help to increase the testing volume but as we stand at this critical juncture the question is how do we mitigate this testing problem the rockefeller foundation released a report titled the road ahead for smart covid-19 testing and tracing in india with recommendations from eminent scientists and experts to make covid-19 testing equitable cost effective and scalable given that less than 4% of india's population is currently fully vaccinated there's a big possibility of more mutations emerging that may very well render the first generation vaccines useless unless we're able to vaccinate people as quickly as possible but until then the report says that testing and tracing should continue to be an integrated part of systematic pandemic response and calibrated to complement the vaccination program since epidemiologists are saying that newer waves are inevitable how could india strengthen its testing strategy so that the infrastructure doesn't get so overwhelmed in the coming waves as it did in this one what are the kind of alternate approaches that we can take with testing manisha bhinge managing director of health initiative at the rockefeller foundation sums up the suggestions made in the report testing will remain a key tool in monitoring the evolution of this pandemic not only that it is a vital component of a rapid outbreak detection system india as a country has made tremendous progress over the last year in rapidly scaling up its testing infrastructure and gaining increased self sufficiency within supply chains for critical molecular diagnostics while these efforts need to continue there are at least three areas that need to could use additional strengthening The first being a concerted focus and investment in optimizing the current capacities that we do have. This includes strengthening laboratory systems and automating processes that reduce errors and increase throughput and turnaround times. The second area is around diversifying testing technologies by what we can call a cafeteria approach. While RT-PCR will remain the gold standard, There are a range of emerging innovations including rapid antigen tests, lateral flow assays and now home-based self-tests. All options should be considered with clear guidelines on usage such as which tests are for screening versus confirmatory tests and what is the follow-up. Finally, credible market intelligence and demand forecasting is essential to ensuring diagnostic suppliers and laboratory networks can ramp up capacity in a timely manner and mitigate shortages this links to my earlier point on having a diversity of testing options and in and in particular including mass screening technologies and protocols that are cost effective and non intrusive and can provide science backed early detection signals to activate production and planning But as we look at a surge in rural areas Ms Binge also says that we need to provide equitable testing in India. Centralized laboratories with dist- within district referral hospitals with appropriate infrastructure and a trained workforce can serve as hubs for a catchment area. However, that is not sufficient especially for remote rural areas and this is where mobile testing units can come in handy. 
In addition, as technologies simplify, India's large network of community health workers, the ANMs and ASHAs, can also be armed with rapid diagnostic tools to reach households. We already have precedence to this in the malaria space. Finally, the advent of e-readers attached to rapid diagnostic tests and technologies like cloud pathology can automate data entry and transform the timeliness of information needed to identify emerging waves of infection or new outbreaks. Although the second wave caught us unprepared, can we expect a more planned out strategy in the coming days? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quinn's website and check out our other podcasts.